seen some preprint studies and studies that have yet to be peer reviewed that have helped. Rest today looking nice, beautiful out there. Low humidity, comfortable feel. Crisp for the mornings, afternoons rather pleasant. The high stopping off right around the upper 70s today. Sunny skies, clear overhead tonight. Somewhat cooler morning kicking off the day. Crisp 50s to low 60s tomorrow morning, followed by an afternoon with sunny skies. Right back up there to the upper 70s. Dropping into the 60s, some 50s Saturday, and then just 60s for the morning yeah, Sunday. Sunny to partly cloudy afternoons each day's high temperatures of lower to mid 80s. Rob Sanji, WGSO, the Gulf Coast Stamp Club will have its fall 2021 stamp and postcard show Friday, October 1st, 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday, October 2nd, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. at the St. Martin Community Center, Lemoyne Boulevard, I-10 exit 50, St. Martin, Mississippi. The event is free. If you want to talk about food, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. I would love to do that with you, as Tom Fitzmorris has been doing for 32 years. Today, we have Nicole Dordak on at 3 o'clock. It's Thursday, so that means Nicole Dordak. And we have, uh, you know, our usual things from the Almanac. Today is National Anchovy Day. That's one of those things that you really love or you don't love at all, but you know the truth is, I think you eat a lot more anchovies than you think you do. I think there are anchovies in a lot of things that you would not suspect. Anyway, I've been told by Mike, and I still haven't tested this out yet, but I've been told by Mike that if I add, we are talking about stuffed artichokes yesterday, if I add anchovy to stuffed artichoke stuffing, that it will add a, an umami effect. And it does, in fact, have an umami effect on a lot of things, like Caesar salad dressing. And just you don't really know that it's there, but there it is. And you like it, but you don't know that you're eating inches. That's true of a lot of people. You're about to fall, baby. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you. All right, so Patty, did you uh, have you reflected on any of the things we talked about yesterday, like your your desire to all of a sudden eat pate? Because we're going to do that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna break out a rabbit pate as soon as I. Oh, we have to schedule Jacques Saloon. Okay, he said he's available any Monday. I'm going to give you his number, and we have to schedule him, and uh, we can we can get. Uh, maybe get him to do a rabbit pate for us, and then we can get our little cornichon and some toast points or just crostini and some mustard, and you will become a convert. I promise you absolutely will. Okay. And if I can do it, you can do it. I'll try it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've had people on <laughs> to talk about the way to do uh, I guess an umami version of roast chicken, and I'm roasting a chicken at this moment. And guess what? What? 
Well, actually, actually, I was going to say I'm doing it exactly the same way, but that's not completely true. I decided to put some oregano and some fresh basil in the chicken. So, woohoo! <laughs> really working out of the mold. I did get the um, the Conrico Greek seasoning, and I used it on a salad. And I was tempted to do a Greek thing with this chicken, but you know, I'm just I'm just a little busy otherwise. So it's I'm happy to get the chicken in the oven. Period. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to work under some kinds of constraints sometimes. So. And preparing food for the next couple of days, and uh, it got done the best way it could get done, and so here we are. And so here we are. It's the food show, and we'd love to talk to you. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We have, like I said, I think tomorrow we have Gunter on, don't we? We do. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is Gunter. Um. I have to call Gunter and tell him what we're going to be talking about. Um, I think I want to talk to him about edible flowers and other kinds of things. So um, that are that are maybe you know different and exotic, having to do with food preparations. But um, we will talk to him uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. My gosh, another week has elapsed. It sure has. Been home. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. It, it does. really does. <laughs> yes, and and even when you're not, it does. <laughs> five five six nine nine six is an order. We talk to me, Marianne Fitzmaurice. I would love to do that with you. We talk food here as we have for a very long time, a really long time, in fact. And um, I would love to do that if you want to talk food. Still haven't made it over to the barbecue place that Steve was recommending. And you know, maybe I, I was going to say maybe I could do that today, but I'm probably not going to make it today. National Anchovy Day. What time is written about anchovies? Even those who like anchovies are usually unaware of how many different species there are of these little fish found in most temperate seas worldwide. The ones that turn up in our Caesar salads and pizzas are cured in a brine then packed in oil. The process creates the distinctively powerful flavors that aren't present in the fresh fish. It's comparable to what happens when a mild cheese ages into a sharp one. More anchovies go into the making of sauces than any other purpose. Fermented anchovies are the main ingredient in the fish sauces of Southeast Asia. The ancient Romans made a sauce called gurum from anchovies. It was surprisingly like Vietnamese nukmam. Worcestershire sauce, which I just used in my stuffed bell pepper fixins, is a British attempt to duplicate Asian fish sauces. It also includes fermented anchovies as an essential ingredient. Anchovies turn up in unexpected places. There's a bit of it in the sauce for oysters Rockefeller, for instance. The assertive anchovy taste splits the human race right up the middle. People either love them or hate them. Nobody's neutral on anchovies. Those who love them know that many kinds are available in well-stocked gourmet stores, varying in size, flavor, and color, and that anything they touch adds an extra spark of flavor. So, Patty, by themselves, do you eat anchovies? No. Sardines? No. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) 
<laughs> my dad used to do. My dad um, used to eat them too. No, no, my yeah, 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 yeah. My dad used to do saltine crackers with yeah. anchovies. Not anchovies. Sardines? Sardine crackers and sardines. But you see, sardines and sardines are not really the same thing. Like, if you go to Italy, as you know, mm-hmm. they have sardines, and they're little fish that are about, I don't know, seven inches long, and there's not much to them. And then there are the little itty-bitty things that are in that peel can, and I don't know why anyone eats those, but they do. I guess it might be a Depression-era thing. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's you know, didn't have elevated tastes because they, they couldn't. I don't I don't really know. But anyway. I thought six nine six nine six. You know what? I think I'm figuring out what's wrong, Patty. I think that maybe the um apparatus that I use for oh, you know <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. The truth is coming out. <laughs> it's always so simple. It's always so simple. It is. And it begins usually with a plug. (laughs) Now I will be able to hear you. Oh, gosh, it's so sad. Anyway, uh, Tom needs a babysitter, but then so do I. (laughs) All right, so we're going to switch over uh, in two minutes after the messages that we have at this quarter hour are done. We will set up. And, uh, and fix ourselves for the real way to do the show. 5569696 is the number. I'm glad you didn't disappoint me, Patty. You have not disappointed me yet. <laughs> I, your, your answers are completely predictable. They jive almost 100% with mine, although, like I said, there are little points of deviation of things that I eat where I can feel, you know, slightly superior to you. But anyway, yes. which is a good thing. You know, we need that. So yes. anyway, all right. Uh, we will be back. Five five six nine six nine six after these messages with more of the food show. Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I get misty just holding your hand. You know, I heard that. Where did I hear that? Last night, last night I heard that at a restaurant, and I thought, oh, that's that's Tom's song with uh, Alyssa, his, uh, I call her his girlfriend, but she, um, she, she sings with him. Five five six nine six nine six. Edible Dictionary word today is Worcestershire sauce, brought to you by Dorgnex, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. Worcestershire sauce, I just used it. It's on the counter right now. It's a brown sauce of moderate thickness used to flavor sauces, soups, and many other dishes in the English-speaking world. 
pharmacists John Leah and William Perrins created it for Lord Marcus Stanley, who had just returned to England after many years in India. He wanted a duplicate of the sauce he'd become addicted to there. That was probably Southeast Asian fish sauce, to which Worcestershire is somewhat similar. The pharmacist concocted the sauce from fermented anchovies, tamarinds, molasses, vinegar, garlic, chili peppers, cloves, and a few other things. The first attempt tasted horrible. They left it in a barrel in the basement and forgot about it for two years. When they found it again, they discovered that it had aged into something rather good. The sauce was named for Lee and Perrins and for their hometown, Worcester. That's how they say it in England, but Worcestershire is how we say it, of course. Uh, you know, the same is true of the Roquefort cheese, the blue cheese, and so many other things, I guess, although those are the only two things I can think of right now, where if it's aged, it's better. I mean, some people like aged steak. You know, I could be a researcher on things that are better aged because... I never throw anything away. I eat garbage, as Tom likes to say. I'm still alive, so but I haven't discovered anything as important as Roquefort cheese or Worcestershire sauce. So maybe maybe it's still out there. Deaf Dining Room number 196 has to do with sauces. The more bottled sauces are on the table in a steakhouse, the worse the steak will be. I think that's true. <laughs> as a matter of fact. I think that's very true, but you know what? Times have changed, and it's not likely that you're going to see steak sauce on many tables. And if you are seeing steak sauce on a table where you're going to be eating a steak, the chances are you are in rather a lesser expensive uh, operation, and probably your expectations are lower. That'd be my guess. Who's on the line? Steve. Well, let's go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi. I just was telling Patty that you're proving the old adage <laughs> that, like, with computers, usually the problem with the computer is somewhere between the keyboard and the back of the chair. Oh, yeah. Oh, no <laughs> question about it. I readily uh, admit to that. Of course. Of course we do. Of course we do. They sound much better. You know what's you know what's funny? Uh, Mary Lee is over here right now and she was saying that she's been cuz you know we've been we're, we've been practicing practicing amateur psychiatry mm-hmm. here at the Cool Water Ranch uh, mm-hmm. with the sanction of the doctors just so everyone right. knows that. Right, but right, we are, right. you know, we are we are fixing things. But anyway, um, she is. She spends her evenings on drug.com and looking at how things react with each other. And so I said, you know, do you realize that you don't even know a time when you had to do that in books? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. like they have no idea what life was like before electronics ruled everything. It's kind of remarkable. Well, anyway. We, we, we found out a couple of weeks ago what it was like without electronics. Yeah. After the oh, yeah, hurricane. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So, oh, actually, uh, and, actually <laughs> ahead, I was going to try and, I was, I was going to try and, 
Um, I was going to try to uh, pawn off today's technical glitch on AT&T, so I forgot to do that. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Susan said she's going to contact you. She's been a little busy herself. That's fine. uh, That's fine. She's going to contact I am that middle of the road with anchovies and sardines. Uh, How can you be in the middle of the road? It's one of those things you can't be in the middle of the road about. Well, I don't mind them like on a salad, the the anchovies on a Caesar salad. I know that they're in a lot of things that I like. I'm not going to just pick up anchovies and eat them, you know. But right, that's if right. they're in the right things, they're they're fine. You know, we in a Caesar salad, they're very good. They're, they're a flavor enhancement. Them. They're actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. But, now, okay, I mean, so like, when you get an Italian when you get an Italian salad somewhere and right. there are anchovies sitting atop the lettuce, do you put it aside or do you eat it? I chop them up you and eat it. You put it aside, don't you? No, oh, you do. No, I really don't. No, I'll chop them up and eat them, but I'm not going to pick up an anchovy and eat it. Uh, I okay. used to eat the sardines out of the can. Susan likes those, those on a cracker. And I don't mind them. If she's got one open, I'll eat one or two. I'm not going to go open a can for me. But, you know, eh, they're okay. You know, they're not great. They're not bad. I like them better than being a sausage. <laughs> or spam. Look at, what ha- look at what has happened to the food show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being a sausage, spam. <laughs> Sardines. These are foodstuffs that would never have riv- risen halfway to the surface of anything. No, no yeah, but we're not, we're not self-deprecating pompous asses. So, there you go. You know, there you go. We're that's, just, that's, that's, you know, we're just... The, we're just we're people eating food and talking yeah, about absolutely. food. That's it. We're just absolutely. like the regular guy. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, All right, but well, totally agree with you. Nothing, like nothing said, to be too? said for Vienna sausages. Nothing no, much to no, be said. Or spam. Although they do make a lovely treat when your doggy needs his antibiotic. Well, it's amazing what dogs will eat. You know, they'll eat yes, it just is. about any. Our dogs always say, "It's my favorite." What is it? <laughs> But you don't give your dogs people food, right? No. Well, I mean, very, you have highfalutin very, dogs. Very little. You know, I mean, if, if well, we never feed them from the table. But if we, Susan always says when she's cooking, the dogs think she's clumsy because okay. she'll give them like you okay. know a piece of carrot or something like that, and you know what? What? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If a dog Absolutely. eats carrots, I feel sorry for that dog. Why? Because they're not getting good stuff. They're not getting the good stuff. Oh, I, we used to have this get, dog. They get all kinds of stuff, but they, <laughs> they you know, they, they're, they they're not eat. vegetarians. I, well, our dogs will eat, like I said, it's their favorite. What is it? Hell, you wow. can get my dog okay. with what we call air cookies. It's when you just my dog is. You want a cookie and you hold out your hand and they. Snap it, you know, lick your fingers and it's an air cookie. <laughs> they're, not, they're not very smart, are they? No, my dog. They, they trust us, you know. <laughs> my but dog. We're, we're good owners. <laughs> my dog. dog um, has fleas? Ha- is, no, no. My dog is so picky that he doesn't like La Coretta. And, and we can give him 
like Coretta enchiladas or something, and he he'll, he will not eat it. He does not want to eat it. So no, and it's got meat in it too. And it's got meat in it. <laughs> now that's dumb, if you ask me. We we used to we used to have this dog that was a puppy. And it was a chocolate lab. And I've told the story a few times before, but we used to bring, I mean, they always know when we come home that we'd have these white containers and that was good stuff for them. And so we went to some Korean restaurant, I want to say. It might have been Genghis Khan. This was a long time ago. Uh-huh. And we put, we put it out for, uh, her name was Fudge. And she ate the meat. And when she got to the vegetables, she sat there looking at us barking like, are you kidding me? Oh, what a shame! My dogs will eat the 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 uh, the ends of romaine oh, lettuce. You know the, no. the, the root part. They'll eat that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, they're right. they're probably healthier than mine. That's for sure. Oh, they are. They are incredibly yeah. healthy. No question about it. A- athletic no animals. Uh, yes. And what does this food show come to? We're talking dog food now. No, no, no. We're talking people <laughs> food for dogs. Yeah, We're talking yeah, people food for dogs, yes. But I don't trust people that don't love dogs. Agreed. Oh, well, actually, I don't trust people that dogs don't love. That's, well, that's for sure. That's you got to trust that. Telling but, uh, for sure. Anyway. So, all, all right. right. Later. Thanks. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We are talking about anchovies. Are you an anchovy person or not? Uh, I knew that Patty wasn't because I'm not, and we're pretty much on the same page. Um, sardines, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I mean, well, actually, I would say sardines, are you kidding me, in the can, but I feel that way about the real ones, too. I mean, they're just, I, they don't have a lot to recommend them, although they're crazy about them in Italy. I mean, they are crazy about sardines. We went to Andrea's. Why did we go to Andrea's? Um we were looking for a, I think we wanted to eat sardines. I think we had some question about them on the show. And so we asked him if he could get real sardines and cook them for us. And he did, of course, because he does all that stuff. And we tried them and, you know, Andrea's from Capri and they eat a lot of sardines there. And I figured he would make them as good as could be made. And if I didn't like those sardines, I probably wouldn't like them because I never get them over there. I mean, it's just not something I would get. And he did. And we had a chance to eat them. They were full of little bones and there was not a lot of meat on them. And there was really very little to recommend them. And the truth of the matter is, and this sounds incredibly... um, American privileged, but the truth is that things that we eat in America and wouldn't touch that come from other countries, people eat there because they are not as privileged as we are. And that's just a fact. And it's it, there's no statement or agenda behind it at all. It's just an observance. You know, if you are, we just have so much bounty and are so lucky here that we can choose these things and most people do not have that kind of privilege and so uh sardines works really well over there but um but on the other hand in italy they have porchetta and we don't so I guess it evens itself out five five six nine six nine six is the number patty have you ever had porchetta i don't think so what is it Okay, porchetta 
is a rolled, and I usually don't like rolled anything, especially not rolled fish, you know, but a, an involtini, as they say. Um, it's a rolled pork loin, and in the middle of it is spices and little like, you know, mirepoix vegetables and uh, it's rolled and then um, tied up and roasted. And it is one of the, you know, like official dishes of Rome where you can walk along the street and there are little porchetta carts. In my favorite new show, Bobby and Jada in Italy, <laughs> Porchetta is almost a star. Really? And yeah, they do visit a uh, Porchetta cart, but they also go to a place that features Porchetta. And, um, you know, it's, it's basically it's roast pork. It's roast pork. Yeah, no, and, I've never uh, had that. Yeah. I've had it once here uh, at, at um, La Provence years and years and years ago, but it was not the same. I think it might also be one of those things that's better in the context. I mean, if you are looking at a porchetta cart on the street in Rome, there's a romance to it that the porchetta that was on the plate at La Provence did not have. And I haven't compared them to, to the two of them for taste, but um, I think I would prefer the one in Rome. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. I would love to talk to you. We are talking about food, as has been the program for 33 years here. Although I, it's a little bit different, you know. Now we're talking Vienna sausages as opposed to uh, the best meal that Tom had last night at the most fabulous restaurant in town. What you gonna do? Things change. 2.30, time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Dave Brannan. Governor Edwards says there are two measures in the works in both chambers of Congress to fund disaster relief. Brooke Thorington has more from his D.C. trip. And I'm encouraged by the way the meetings have gone. He says there's both a Democratic measure in the House and a Republican one in the Senate to fund disaster relief. Of course, this is for all states, all disasters, and we can't know yet what part of that will ultimately come to Louisiana. First of all, the bill has to pass. Edwards says while there, he's also discussed Ida needs with lawmakers, but his first priority is pushing for unmet housing needs from the 2020 hurricanes. Where? Well, we think that we have well over $900 million in unmet need on housing alone. I'm Brooke Thorrington. The death toll has climbed to 15 among those hundreds of nursing home residents evacuated to an ill-equipped Tangipahoa Parish warehouse ahead of Hurricane Ida's landfall late last month. The state health department says at least five deaths were storm-related. Death causes for the other 10 have not been confirmed. LRN. September is National Rice Month, and here in Louisiana, that's cause to celebrate. Here's why. Rice is about the most popular grain in the world, and we grow some of the best of it right here in Louisiana. So, get out the rice and your favorite rice recipe, or try something new. You'll find tons of easy, tasty rice recipes online, or just go to startwithrice.com. Let's get this party going. Just start with rice. Celebrate National Rice Month with the proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice. Visit startwithrice.com for recipes. 
As we recover from Hurricane Ida, AARP Louisiana wants to help you steer clear of lurking scam artists. The online tips and resources of AARP can help you foil scammers and protect yourself from home repair fraud. They also urge you to only do business with licensed contractors. If you suspect fraud, call the State Attorney General's office at 225-326-6705. While natural disasters bring out the best in people, they also can bring out the worst. Learn more recovery tips at aarp.org LA. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. All righty, I don't think I will ask. 556-9696 is the number. It's the food show. We've got Nicole Dorgnack coming up at 3 o'clock, but for now we're just sort of babbling on about food, as we often do. Tom has a suggestion from the almanac about anchovies in a Caesar dressing. The old kitchen sage weighs in on the matter of anchovies. No matter how much you like them or how much you believe they're an authentic ingredient, anchovies were not in the original Caesar salad and are an option. For something really interesting, fry the anchovies before putting them onto the salad. You know, I think, Patty, that we might like anchovies if they were fried you know i might yeah yeah all right so you I do had no that. idea they were in so much <laughs> you know i love oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sauce and yeah. i love caesar yeah. dressing and yeah so you love them and you don't even know and it even that's what i was saying it. in the that's very right. beginning i was saying mm-hmm. we love anchovies because they impart very surreptitiously a delicious flavor and like mike said about the about i'm going to try that with the stuffed artichokes he said if you try it i'm going to do that one i'm going to do that one um they lend an umami to the stuffed artichoke and i'll bet they do because they do that with all these other things i mean the caesar salad is is definitely perked up by anchovies and uh worcestershire sauce i don't wait what you don't see them you, I think you would that's see it. them that's in it. a stuffed artichoke. That's no, 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 no. You wouldn't if you if you used a um, uh, mortar and pestle and you pulverized it, you wouldn't see it. Yeah, no, you wouldn't see it because it would be part of. The, I mean, no, you definitely wouldn't see it. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't see it. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I I am curious. And it's now a cause, and it was a long time ago. Usually it takes me much less time to do something. So that should give you an idea of my, I won't say interest because I'm very interested in it, but it should give you an idea of my 
doubt about it because if I knew that it was going to bring a home run, I would have done it already. Honestly, the truth of the matter is, who feels like stuffing an artichoke? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what it really comes down to. Just do one in case you don't like it. Yeah, no, no, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. But you see, the problem with anchovies is that they come in that little pack. And so if you only use one of them, then what are you going to do with all the rest of them? And so before the hurricane, I made Caesar salad dressing, which came out really well, by the way. And I used one little anchovy in the Caesar dressing. So I had like six of them left. And they were in the refrigerator for a while. And uh, I was going to use them for a couple things. One, tapenade. I love tapenade. Do you like tapenade? Uh, what is that? I don't know. Oh, top. Do you like olives? Oh, I love olives. Oh, then you love tapenade. So go to nomenu.com slash recipes, and there is a recipe for tapenade there. It's delicious. What it is is essentially a couple of anchovies, a whole bunch of capers, some kalamata olives, and other varieties if you want. But I do I, usually just use kalamata. The recipe that I have also calls for um, black olives in a can to be mixed with this. But, you know, I don't really care for those so well. Yeah, so, I like yeah, if you use just that, the stick with the kalamata olives, I think it's a richer, better flavor. So you have the capers, you have lots of garlic, olive oil, lemon juice, anchovy, and tons of olives and you put that in a food processor and you whiz it up and you eat that on crostini it's delicious or you could put oh, it like a little good. scoop on a salad it's mm -hmm. terrific anyway um tapenade is a favorite thing i'm trying to think of who used to serve tapenade on the table you know we were talking about was it Michael 75 yesterday was talking about Pomodoro? No, somebody else was talking about... Oh, it was um, Stan that was talking about Pomodoro. Pomodoro is the pretty much the way if you ordered marinara and spaghetti in Italy, it's always on a menu as Pomodoro. And there was for a time, and I'm not sure if it's even still around, a chain in Southern California. It was a fast casual pasta place called Pomodoro. And they served tapenade as just something that they put on the table. There is a restaurant here too where I've had tapenade brought to the table and thought, oh my God, I've landed in heaven, but I can't remember where it is. And they're probably not still doing it. It's not something you see very often, but you know, it should be because it's really, really good. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. So the so I had the I had the anchovy can that I opened. I used one for the Caesar. I was planning on using two for the tapenade, still leaving four little anchovy fillets that sat in the refrigerator for a while. And the the other thing that I was going to use it for was the stuffed artichoke. And so my excuse now is that Ida hit. And uh, then the refrigerator was off. And so all those poor little, I would say all those poor little anchovies were um, just dead. But I put them outside and some little critter ate them. I hope he enjoyed them. I hope he didn't die. But anyway, that's what happened to my anchovies. So now I got to, it's like one of those things where you got to go buy another one and take one out. And then the rest of it goes to waste. So it's kind of a traumatic thing for me.
So I'm going to have to get my anchovy can and plan all the anchovy fillets. They have to be designated for something before I do it. So, But I am going to do it. I am going to do the stuffed artichoke. It's not really time for stuffed artichokes, though, is it? Isn't that a spring thing? Patty? Did I lose Patty? No, I you can't didn't. lose I'm Patty. The phone. <laughs> I'm answering the five, phone. Five, six, five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. What would I do without Patty? I didn't know I needed Patty to exist before she came. I'm back. Let's see. Today, who do we have? I'm back. No, she didn't want to go in the air. Oh, what did she want to say? Called from Jackson <laughs> to, tell, to tell us that the stream dropped out for a minute. So, uh, oh, no. Yes, uh -oh. I think it's back. Okay. Well, you know, what would a show be without some little well, technical glitch? Although we had our first one already this yes, this morning. We, we can't we just need one every day. The first retail sale of chewing gum occurred today in eighteen forty eight. The maker, John Curtis, called it State of Maine pure spruce gum. Spruce? Spruce? Yeah. Like Tom said it doesn't Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess there's a resiny aspect to it too well i mean if you think of what gum is it's kind of gross to begin with you know it's like a gum tree anyway tom doesn't remember the gum flavor is it anything like beerman's actually it's the resin that comes from punctures in the bark of red spruce trees so there you go curtis didn't so much make it as collect it at its peak around 1900, some 300,000 pounds of spruce gum were made each year in Maine. Hmm. And then Tom says he likes their sardines and maple syrup better. I didn't realize that they had sardines in Maine. I thought that was like a, an Italian thing. Oh, well, just goes to show you. This is why we need Tom and his written legacy to guide us like a beacon through the food show. 5569696 is the number. Today's the birthday in 1215 of Kublai Khan. He was a Mongol warlord who wound up uniting all of China's provinces into one empire with himself as its head. His fame in our area of interest is a man who liked luxurious living, probably accurate. He was given to dining very well and wound up becoming not only quite heavy, but also afflicted by gout. Tom has always been fascinated by people of gout and was proud to count himself among them. I don't know why, but anyway, it is the, um, it is the ailment for people who live well. That's, that's why. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're talking food and gout, as it turns out. Words to eat by from Henry Miller today. Americans can eat garbage, provided you sprinkle it liberally with ketchup, mustard, chili sauce, Tabasco sauce, cayenne pepper, or any other condiment which destroys the original flavor of the dish. I remember that one from last year because I thought it was pretty funny and it's so true and it's definitely true of me and everything that he just mentioned, almost everything that he just mentioned just went into the ground meat mixture that I have on the counter that will then go into bell peppers and uh, I will have them for the next few days. 
Thomas de Quincey, Confessions of an English Opium Eater, in 1856, has the words to drink by today. It is almost absurdly, it is most absurdly said in popular language of any man that he is disguised in liquor. For, on the contrary, most men are disguised by sobriety. That's true. That's very, very true. The truest thing, I have three sisters, and eight years ago, we all met in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for the balloon festival to celebrate my middle sister's 55th birthday, because oh, that was that something was she always wanted to do. Yes, it was a surprise. Her, her daughters threw her this little party with her sisters and daughters for the... Um, balloon festival and um, after the balloon ride when you come down they do a like a they give you a champagne bottle and we were really kind of late and so they had a lot of extra champagne and so we sat on the lawn in the sun and we got schwacked, I mean schwacked, with these two guys. And my sister, the oldest one, you know, you missed her because um, she was on the air in the earlier days with Nicole. And and we miss her. And she hasn't been on for a while. And um, she is rather, I would say, I won't say proper and prim, but boy, she got drunk and that was fun. It was really fun to see a different a different side of her that I'd never seen in all these years, which is true of everyone, I think, when they get drunk. 5569696 is the number. She'll love that story if she hears about it. We will be back after these messages. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years. When you're awake, the things you think Come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. All right. We have uh, 15 minutes before the arrival of Nicole Dorignac. Speaking of, <clears throat> of Nicole and my sister, we had a fun little bit going for the earlier part of this show probably a year ago. Gosh, time does really fly. And so we will have Nicole back to talk about supply chain issues, which I don't see changing anytime soon. I mean, I kind of think it might be here to stay. It's really kind of sad to think that. But, you know, we, we started this segment with Nicole thinking that it was a temporary thing, but, but I, I don't think it is. Today is the birthday. 
was born in Ireland and moved to New York City in the 1800s to work as a cook in a private home and later in restaurants. She probably would have lived and died in obscurity, but she became the subject of one of the most famous medical investigations of all time. Mary was a symptom-free carrier of typhoid fever, which she passed on to 47 people in her career. She became known as Typhoid Mary. Although she was quarantined and told to stay out of public kitchens, she denied that she was infectious and kept getting jobs as cooks, as a cook. You can't make a chef give it up, Tom says. Finally, she had to be quarantined for life in an island hospital. I guess that was something you died from. I don't, I don't know that much about typhoid fever, but um, it doesn't sound appealing at all and sort of rings true of things today, I guess. Huh? Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you. Saturday is my dad's birthday. This would be his hundred and third birthday. Yes, hundred and third birthday. And um, he had a lot of peculiar um, eating proclivities. And um, we have chronicled them on the show. The reason I'm saying that is because I'm looking through some of the almanacs that we're not going to get to through the weekend. And uh, and we're on September 25th, which happens to be about turtle soup. Tom was talking about turtle soup the other day and how much he liked it. You know, we have to... uh, we have to get a ramp built here at the house, which is going to happen this weekend. And um, nothing says curb appeal like a ramp. But anyway, um, we're, we're doing that so that Tom can go out to restaurants again because he is definitely clamoring to do that. And it was something that we enjoyed doing before, but, but we definitely do need a ramp now. Let's see, George Salmon, an Irish mathematician whose main work involved surfaces was born today in 1919. What in the world does that mean? Surfaces and a mathematician. I, I, I hesitate to ponder such things after pondering what a cow and butter have to do with each other yesterday. Although I did get a much better night's sleep last night. It was kind of glorious, actually. I mean, it was still only seven hours, but that was way better than I've been getting. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. The weather, yeah. the weather helps. It's just beautiful outside. It is absolutely gorgeous. More words to drink by from Joe E. Lewis, who was an abrasive stand. Words to drink by. Whenever someone asks me if I want water with my scotch, I say, I'm thirsty, not dirty. I don't know where this stuff comes from. I really, it's like, wow. Think about that for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's best not to think about it too much or too long. You just kind of let it go unless it's obvious to you right away. Words to Eat by Robert Crawford, a British writer who may have been writing about New Orleans turtle soup when he said it was a soup so thick you could shake its hand and stroll with it before dinner. (laughs) That doesn't sound very appealing at all. Oh, speaking of soups. I got a text from Paul Murphy, who is the owner and proprietor of Jack Mel Inn, who is a sometimes advertiser on this show, 
and I asked him if the turtle soup, not the turtle soup, the um, onion soup was back on the fall menu. And he said, yes, it is. But you should come in for the Jackmel charcuterie. And uh, we will do that. That's one of the things I need to get my ramp for so we can go to Jack Mel because I really have to have some of that turtle, not turtle soup, onion soup since we were talking about that the other day. But he did send the menu, which looks really good. The appetizer menu is grilled beets, pickled beets, burrata, and a sherry glaze. There are steak tips and crispy oysters and deviled eggs. Beef tartare, I'm guessing, Patty. No? <laughs> oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the way I feel, too. I have watched Tom. I have watched Tom get tartare too many times. Oh. And it's just, I just think, what? Look at the waste. Here is a perfectly good meatball if you mixed it all up and cooked it. It's a perfectly good meatball. What in the world are you doing? But there is beef tartare on the appetizer menu there. It's got mushrooms, caper, shallots, and a baguette. And a boudin stuffed quail, which is kind of a big thing started by Pat Gallagher over here. Is it Pat Gallagher? No, it's not. It's um, Chris Caragiorgio, who had the uh, stuffed quail at La Provence. And the Jack Mel charcuterie. Oh, rabbit rillette. Pate, head cheese, rabbit rillette, and seasonal accompaniments. That's only $19. That's a good price. I, I don't think you know what this is, but I'm going to tell you, Patty, that you would not like it. Riettes. Have you ever had riettes? No, and I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll never have it. You know, you know where, you know where, when you go to the Duck Festival at, um, at uh, Gabrielle. Gabby Gabrielle's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. When are you? What is that? When is that October. again? The Duck Festival. He said it's the month of October. The whole month. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you go to the Duck Festival, I'll bet you there will be some kind of riette on the menu. Not a duck riette because you see pork riettes. But if you could imagine, you know how when pulled pork crosses over into kind of disgusting when the fat just sort of seeps into the meat and it's all wilted and it's just like this pile that looks somebody like somebody threw up yes <laughs> yeah that's what a riad is oh, no. i don't need that <laughs> you know what no but you know what they're actually really good if you could close your eyes oh. it, that's the problem with a riad that's a problem uh, and you will see riad sometimes on these boards and um and it's there. I mean, it is good. It does taste good. You just, it's one of those things you have to taste, but not look at because it's, it doesn't have a lot of uh, eye appeal for you know, sure. And you know, the truth of the matter is look good. That you can Thank eat. you. That's, that is the way I feel. That's exactly my philosophy. Yes. It's like, I already like too many things. That's right. I don't need to acquire the taste for things I'm not inclined to. Yes, exactly. There's too, too much out there that's too tempting already. Oh, I, I can smell my chicken, which is overcooking as I speak. I'm sitting outside again. It's beautiful, beautiful outside. And um, I intend to soak every second out of this kind of weather while we have it. You know, I feel bad for people who are gone 
somewhere else when we're having our good days of the year. Like my brother and his wife evacuated two days before the hurricanes. They've been gone almost a month now. And, um, it, well, I mean, they're in Richmond, Virginia, which is, you know, beautiful also at this time of year. I, this is the time of year that we evacuated for Katrina, and I marveled every day at how gorgeous the weather was. But it was probably also very nice here, too. So they're coming home this weekend, and I said, I hope the weather is still good for you when you come home. And they said, well, of course, we've had good weather, too, but it's, it's just, you know, we don't have great weather all the time here, and we're having it now, which is really nice. Deaf Dining Rule number 14 in the Almanac today, calling to cancel a res- <laughs> This is me. Because we never did make reservations. Tom was a big do as I say, not as I do. I mean, there were very few reservations that we made. We didn't start making reservations as an absolute, you know, essential thing until COVID when it became absolutely essential for everyone. Deaf Dining Rule number 14, canceling a reservation at the exact time you were supposed to be there is viewed by restaurateurs as almost as thoughtless as not showing up at all. You know, we, like I said, started doing these reservations with COVID and, um, I feel really embarrassed about this, but you know, our, our life, the Coolwater Ranch disaster coincided with COVID. So, you know, a lot of people didn't know that though. So I made a reservation at Arno's. This is almost too embarrassing to tell, but I made like two or three reservations and canceled them just because we just couldn't make it for whatever reason. And finally, I decided I just get to scrap the idea and not go because I was too embarrassed to show up there after that point. Five five six nine six nine six is an hour. We couldn't use a fake name or anything. They knew who we were. So I have this chicken cooking, and I'm going to go check on it when uh, it's break time. And I did it the the normal way, although I did throw fresh basil in there. So I don't know how exotic that's gonna make it but uh i've just gotten to where i'm i'm just taking everything and cooking it at the same time just because i can do it and it's like a it's like everything in this house has become sort of a one pot meal now i do have two completely distinctively different meals that are not in the same pot they're just both going into the oven at the same time but uh one of them is a roast chicken and i i you know there's there's so many things that are better than a roast chicken. Do you think, Patty? No, I don't. I love roast chicken. Yeah, it's, it's really it good. It sounds delicious what you're cooking. I like basil. And that Greek I do seasoning is really good. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't use the Greek seasoning, but oh. I, I should have. I should have. I did I did oregano, I did the thyme, I did fresh um, basil and all the other things that I normally do. it because it, it's going to be really crusty and I need to flip it and maybe I'll put some Greek seasoning into the the um, the au jus but mainly it's garlic I mean I, I just I just am a, a garlic fanatic and garlic is so good for you that uh, everything I do has a lot of garlic in it and so I used essentially for the two dishes that I'm making right now I used two pods of garlic so one whole one went into the chicken and one whole one went into the stuffed bell peppers.
I bet your kitchen smells great. It does. Well, I'm outside, so I can't really smell. Except I do know that it needs to, some attention because I I feel like it's probably overcooking now. So. Anyway, we come back, and after Nicole leaves us at 3.30, uh, we can talk about stuffed bell peppers, because I'll bet you that you have a good one, Patty. You like stuffed bell peppers, don't you? I do. I like seafood stuffed bell peppers. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll talk about that, because okay. um, I guess that would be kind of like stuffing an egg. It's probably like the same kind of stuffing that you would do in an eggplant. You're just doing it in a, in a bell pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've always done it at my house of origin with meat. And so it's kind of like, I I got on this last year, I got on this sloppy Joe's kick. And so my sloppy Joe's recipe just kind of goes everywhere, except for sloppy Joe's, which I never did like. (laughs) It is three o'clock, WGSO New Orleans. We'll be back. News time, Louisiana Radio Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is pushing Congress to pass a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill and a $3.5 trillion budget package before the government runs out of funding October 1st. But Texas Republican Congressman Austin Pfluger accuses President Biden of trying to change the subject from the surge of illegal immigrants and asylum seekers at the U.S.-Mexico border and the withdrawal from Afghanistan. We're not going to let this administration shift the narrative away from the real disaster. We are less secure because of them, whether it's Afghanistan or at our southern border. We need the president and the vice president to go there to acknowledge that this is a problem. Weekly jobless numbers on the way up. The Labor Department reporting 351,000 Americans filing first-time claims for unemployment benefits last week. This is USA Radio News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. President Biden set to visit Chicago next week. He'll be in town on Wednesday to put a spotlight on how critical it is to adhere to COVID-19 vaccine requirements for businesses. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker are both staunch backers of Biden's domestic agenda, with state and city governments receiving a huge amount of federal funds to offset economic damage from the pandemic. The White House is advising federal departments and agencies to prepare for a possible government shutdown. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying the White House is doing everything possible to avoid that outcome. We are taking um, every step we can to mitigate the impacts of a potential shutdown on our pandemic response, economic recovery, or other priorities. The government runs out of money on September 30th without a congressional agreement to extend funding. And you're listening to USA Radio News. 
New surveys show that some Americans don't think vaccines are enough to protect themselves and others from COVID. To be safe, use Exergen at home, at work, and in public. It's the only thermometer proven accurate by more than 100 published clinical studies. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Next week, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley will testify before Congress on the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst says the administration is leaving behind Americans still in the country. This administration is acting as if we are done with Afghanistan. We are done getting Americans out. Ernst continuing on Fox News by saying there will be questions about the U.S. soldiers who were killed near the... Rest today looking nice, beautiful out there. Low humidity, comfortable feel. Crisp for the mornings, afternoons rather pleasant. The high stopping off right around the upper 70s today. Sunny skies, clear overhead tonight. Somewhat cooler morning kicking off the day. Crisp 50s to low 60s tomorrow morning, followed by an afternoon with sunny skies. Right back up there to the upper 70s. Dropping into the 60s, some 50s Saturday, and then just 60s for the morning Sunday. Sunny to partly cloudy afternoons each day's high temperatures of lower to mid 80s. Rob Sanji, WGSO, the Gulf Coast Stamp club will have its fall 2021 stamp and postcard show friday october 1st 10 a.m till 6 p.m saturday october 2nd 10 a.m till 4 p.m at the saint martin community center lemoyne boulevard i-10 exit 50 saint martin mississippi the event is free and open to the public there's free parking available too sponsored by the gulf coast stamp club more info at the gulf coast stamp club.org what the music means. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris on this beautiful Thursday. I'm sitting outside. Um, Patty said she can hear the roaster across the street crowing. And there's uh, those those trucks that are fixing everything. I hear one of those too. We have Nicole with us. She's on the line, correct? Nicole, are you there? It's Thursday. <laughs> Nicole Dorignac is with us. Oh, <clears throat> God. So I'm doing the same thing, enjoying the outside. It's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Did you go back home? Uh, yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I'm home now. Yeah. So okay. going to pick you know, up looking... more limbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. You know, downtown Covington got really hit. I don't know if you've been through there, but there are just massive, like two-foot trunk trees lining <laughs> The roads everywhere. They there must yeah, be a tornado that went right by. There. Col- did you? Yeah, Col- did you see about Columbia Seafood? The whole the all four poles like right after the storm, because my mom lives on the other side of, I guess that's Collins Road or whatever. So I cut through there, and yeah, the there was side. a lot of trees. It's crazy. on the other side of Collins Road or whatever. You know, when you come over the bridge and it changes by the Winn Dixie and all. 
No, I'm talking so, about that's, going, that's like north of Covington. I'm talking about in downtown in the Yeah, no, area. I drove I through it to get it. to there. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Right, right. Yeah, I drove I drive through there to get some more moms. That's it, that's the only time I've been through. I haven't been over there recently. It's it's pretty it's still it's really so piled high. I'm looking at the website, our website, and Keith Young's is. I'm looking at the ad for Keith Young's. Did you know that Krabby, uh, not Krabby Shack, but uh, Five Girls got um, pulverized with about 20 inches of water? No, I did not. Yeah, so they're out. I of mean, commission. usually everything down there uh, floods. Yeah, yeah, so, they're out of uh-huh. commission. So, well, mm-hmm. I would imagine if. That happened that the anchor was flooded for sure, although they're back open. So, I mean, of course, you just sweep well, it out. It goes out with the water, yeah. you know. Actually, Margaret went there with her friend the other day. <laughs> oh, to anchor? Yeah. I don't the like hamburger. their new setup. I don't like their new setup. Was that, that wasn't her yeah. first time there, was it? No, it was. Yeah, she actually texted. She was going to go somewhere else, and she's like, we're at the anchor. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's, it was, uh, she got the hamburger. They moved it to, it's good. It's really good. They moved it yeah, to like, a fast casual setup, and I, I'm not not a fan of the new setup. But anyway. Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah, that's hard to get used to when you like a waiter. Uh, it, it, well, it's not so much it's, liking a waiter, but it's in the, in the case of the anchor, the, the, well, it's just, it's complicated and, and not what we're here to talk about. So let's talk yeah, 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 to yeah, Nicole yeah, Dorignac about what we are here to talk about, which I, I I feel sad talking about, but supply chains, supply chains. Yeah. I had, to, I, I went and brought my bike in, which is an old granny bike. It's 26, it's a 26 inch Huffy uh-huh. with a goofy seat. And because of the way I've been shoving it in and out of the car, a wobbly back wheel. So I wanted to get it redone. And I was told by everyone it'll cost as much to redo this as to buy a new one. So I go online and I'm looking and I finally find on the Huffy website exactly the bike that I'm looking for. And it's sold out everywhere. It is unavailable for the foreseeable future supply chain issues. So I finally brought Mm -hmm. the bike back in today and said, just fix it because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get another one. And I think that's true of just about everything. So pretty much we're sitting and ready for your report on what supply chain issues you want to talk about today. All right. Well, so, um, for the, like, grocery and stuff uh and i guess it's big with kids college students hurricane food but there's a supply constraint going on i with uh ramen that uh marchu i don't know m-a-r-u-c-h-a-n marchuan ramen noodles there's no idea what you're talking about ramen okay Okay. ramen well yeah a little ramen noodles so i don't know Mm -hmm. i know the kids like them but i guess during a hurricane and all so there must have been a run on ramen, um, mm-hmm. so there must on, there's on a ramen. strike going on with Nabisco, so you'll see some Nabisco problems. I don't um, know about that. What's going on with Nabisco? I don't know. It just says Nabisco strike. Um, employees are scheduled to return to work, but it'll take time to refill the pipeline. So I guess everything was shut down, and they got to get back up to production speeds. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have all the details. I just that's hmm. the basics. So, so if there was something with anything made by Nabisco, the hiccup 
hopefully it'll be over soon if your favorite Nabisco product was not on the shelf for a little while. Um, let's see. The uh, Horizon Milks, you know, a lot of people like the Horizon Milk. That's, yeah. They'll have some hit and miss little issues, so which lab, same thing, labor, and then even packaging issues, going back to packaging. Um, oh, some no. people like the, Her- oh, no. yeah, the Hershey milkshakes. There's a, there'll be a little production. Uh, some of them are going to be out of stock. Those are like little pre-made chocolate milks. Sunny D for the kids in the lunch boxes again. Um, kind of what they produce is what they'll do. And, you know, so you're not going to have all the, kind of basically all the same stuff, I guess, different things. Um, the little Totino's pizzas. Those are quick, little, easy things. Those are going to have a little shortages. Uh, the smoked meats, that's like all the, like, bologna, luncheon meat, all that kind of stuff, all that hanging on the little yellow package, clear shrink wrap and bacon and sausages and all. They'll have inventory challenges due to all the same reasons. Um, Is it packaging? Say, chicken. Is it it's packaging pa- some of it's or packaging, processing? Some of it's labor. I think with um, they they don't tell you every single uh, group. Reason. What it just uh-huh. says, in, yeah, inventory it's inventory challenges with vendors with allocation. Mm. So I mean, the vendors could be having problems getting people yeah. to ship it. They could have problems. You know, they don't give us every detail, just a general idea. Um, That's true across the board, even in restaurants, too. You see that you go to a place and you want something that you're used to getting, and they say, well, you know, we don't have that right now. Right. And I go, yeah, Yeah. Like, we can't get the right chorizo, or we can't get the right, we don't have desserts because we can't get Mm -hmm. fill-in-the-blank, and I'm thinking, wow, it's just like across the board. Or it costs so much to make it, nobody would buy it. You know, because that's been a thing, Uh too. Like, some items, you know, uh, the other day, Yellow mustard was a big is a big thing right now, and it's, it was kind of short after the hurricane and all. And through talking about the mustard, it's things with vinegar, even like so pickles. How pickles have been kind of hit and miss and out and in, and must you know anything? So things made you know how it was for a while. It was the oils, like the things made with right. canola oil and vegetable mm-hmm. oil. So right. it's shifted maybe to vinegar now. So mm-hmm. if your favorite barbecue, you know, and that'll trickle to ketchup, barbecue sauce, you know. So what you need on big scale, you know, you need all those things on big scale to make all the yeah. varieties of everything else. Then it, yeah. there was a run on it for people to clean with, you know, you use vinegar to clean. So, you know, it kind of compiles on top of everything else. But anyway... Um, the fresh pet food, they're still having problems. I know a lot of people use that. It's that little pet food in the refrigerator you see places. Um, Mm -hmm. let's see, in produce, green onions had some, uh, weather issues. So some green onions will be probably a shortage or different packaging, a different type of green, not type, but brand of green onion. Because people always try to find something from somewhere else. So, um, it may look different, but it's the same thing. Um, Chisacy, some good news, should be back this week. Um, so waiting on a delivery tomorrow, hopefully. So people who have been out of Chisacy, that, that their other favorite stores, they should be able to be getting it back. Chisacy should be delivering soon. Um, okay. Then some people like those little laughing cow. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Little cheese Those things. are cute. Those are cute. Yeah. 
those have been a problem, which I know what well, not fancy cheese, but people like it. Um, so hopefully that'll. And then they, I know frozen egg patties have been like popular for people. Quick, there's been a problem with those. So hopefully that mm-hmm. will come back around for people soon. Um, Did you what say else? frozen oh, egg patties? Frozen egg yeah, patties? Yeah, some people, yeah, in the freezer case, they'll have them. And I think people like to frost them and put them on biscuits or for people doing keto or high protein and they don't want to cook. Because it's kind of mm. usually like a little egg scrambler, <laughs> so it has like a little flavoring or something in it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay. eat them. I just whip up a couple of eggs, but you I'm know, just saying, know. if you don't want to cook an egg, come on, people, come on. Well, come you on. know, there's a pan and there's a fork. You I'm reminded of this butter. of this woman who said to me once um, when the kids were little. She said, um, "Who cubes your cheese?" And I said, "I I cube my cheese. Do people cube cheese for people?" And she said, "Yeah, yeah. I never cube my own cheese." And I'm thinking, "Wow." I used to either take the fork and stick it in the stick of butter to get what I needed before, or I'd use the knife and go across the top, which both Mm -hmm. irritated my mom and my husband (laughs) because I didn't just get a knife and cut the butter off right. So I had two butter stick rebellious moves. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, Uh -uh. you know, but it's like the toothpaste. You know, where do you squeeze the toothpaste? Where do you get your butter off of the stick? (laughs) <laughs> I remember there was this this woman that I I knew who would um, what did she do she had if she had a if she if she had a baked potato she would she would take the potato and rub it on top of the of the butter I guess that beats my buttered bites story from yeah. the other day all right we're gonna have to take a break with Nicole Dory. We'll be back to talk supply issues, but all of these little intricate things on the side, too. We'll be back. (laughs) Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Paul Dorignac, who's with us every Thursday to talk about supply chain things, which has been something we've never thought about until 2020 when COVID hit. And now it's kind of a part of life now, supply chain issues. And also we're talking about weird personal proclivities too, (laughs) but, you know, having to do with food. I want to to be specific there. All right. So continue. No, so that's it. And then, I don't know, just I guess, uh, you know, produce and all that seems pretty good. The bag lettuce and stuff like that is still a little bit of a problem, but we seem to be, you know, able to get, you know, some of what everybody wants. And then, uh, go ahead. 
It's like it's like every week it could be something totally different, and there's no it's it's totally random too. You just don't know where it's coming from or why, huh? I mean, you know why, no. but you don't know where it's coming from. Right, exactly. So, but it all like basically goes back to transportation, labor, you know, yeah. availability yeah. of a, you know, you need all the ingredients to make one thing, or it's something else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was listening to I mean, the you news know, like this morning. Sorbet versus, I don't know, sherbet. What is it? Milk or cream is the big, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to have everything to make something. And if you don't have it, then yeah, you can't right. make it. You can't make it. So uh, they were saying that their, that unemployment benefits had increased this month, which was surprising to quote them, whoever they are, um, because the benefits were supposed to have run out. And I'm thinking, well, I guess they ran out, but then somebody else probably extended them or something because the, Apparently, nobody wants to go back to work, no matter what now. So that's kind of a problem, you know? It's kind yeah. of a big problem. Uh, yeah. So we're doing the best we can with that, too. So. Yeah. What are you, what are you expecting for holiday season? Is it, I mean, I would imagine you're, I mean, we're almost in holiday season as soon as as oh, Halloween yeah, hits, I, I mean, we're here, oh, yeah. you know, so, yep. so what sort of inklings on. do you have about that? Well, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to have everything for everything to be as normal as possible. We're planning on, you know, we haven't heard any problems yet so far that's going to make holiday, dras- holiday drastically different. Well, now, last year for holiday season, okay, so last year was the beginning of COVID. And so we had the massive COVID paranoia that went for a long time. But it seemed like by holiday time last year that it was still very prevalent, but that things had gotten a little bit better, at least for holiday things. Was that true or is that my imagination? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, everything was kind of leveled off and people were starting to, um, I mean, relax a little bit. Because I remember for the first few months, I mean, people were canceling birthday parties, anniversary, you know, they were canceling everything. And we really thought, I guess Thanksgiving will be canceled too, or you know, but people started kind of gathering, I guess, yes, again, yes. Okay. even in, you know, yeah. which is good, you know. Yeah, okay. So we're uh, kind so of. So we plan on it being, you know, as regular as possible is our hope. Well, you know, we we had we had the 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 early part of the summer where people were just kind of trying to get back to normal, and then of course we had the major paranoia push again in the summer. So I feel like we're kind of back to where we were last year, and I'm wondering if the holidays will be similar to last year's. Well, the only I difference mean, is we didn't have a major hurricane, like you know. So that's on top of it, yeah. Change stuff yeah. too because a lot, you know. Well, this isn't supposed to be doom and gloom. So, but there's a lot of people that are still going to be struggling at the holidays. So, it may not yeah. be just like last year. Um, well, did you have? But, are, are you seeing that things that you would normally like? How has the hurricane differed this year over past hurricanes? with the complication of the previous supply chain issues, was it really, really bad? Or 
was it almost kind of normal hurricane stuff? Uh, I don't know. I think it seems a little different this year because we definitely had, you know, the whole area, both sides of the lake. You know, I mean, everybody was affected. We didn't have people out of, you know, power. It it, it was just a different level. Was it Sally or whatever last year? That was, you know. know, Yeah, so, because we look at that from year, you know, year to year. And, um, Uh I mean, it just wasn't the same because there was more devastation. So, as far as, you know, you can't compare to, like, I can't compare the two because they're drastically different in my perspective. Oh, Ida, you can't compare. You definitely can't can't, compare Ida to anything but but Katrina. Yeah. So, no, I'm talking about last year to this year. Didn't you say last year? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about yeah. last year, this year, it's vastly different. So Katrina yeah. was 16 yeah. years ago. I was raising a two-year-old. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, a, I know. I know. So. Wow. But, um, yeah. but, yeah. So, but, yeah, so it's hard, you know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect this year, really, to be honest, okay. because there's so much going on. <laughs> okay, so now so, but, you sent me a picture. Okay, do you... Did, is there anything that's else it. that you no, wanted to talk about? Okay. Just the usual. Okay. If you're used to seeing something on a yellow tray, it might be on blue or red, you know, whatever. Little silly stuff like that. So I'm done with the grocery so, report, yeah. All right. So I'm going to pick on you now. Nicole sent me a all picture right. the other day <laughs> of this uh tray of liver cheese and a bunch of crackers, I believe. And I know we talked excessively about liver cheese for a while. And I was wondering, has liver cheese leveled out? We we stopped talking about it because I guess it came back in force and everyone who wants liver cheese can now get liver cheese. But liver cheese is, is just normal now? It seems to be. There's not as many uh, problems getting it. And you forgot mustard. I had mustard with my liver cheese. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm specifically focusing on the liver cheese, the featured yeah. item on the tray, other than yeah. its uh, accoutrement. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, I know that liver cheese was something that really upset people. They couldn't get in the beginning of yeah. COVID, and you were really giving us a regular report on liver yeah. cheese. So I'm assuming, since you had it yourself, that you... Um, that you have, and you haven't spoken about it in a long time, that liver cheese is good. Liver yeah, cheese is normal. Good with it. Yeah. Okay, good. All good. good. I want to make sure there. everybody who needs liver cheese can get it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, madam. Yeah. We that will talk it. next week. All right. All right. Take care. I'll see you then. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Nicole Dorignac who comes in on Thursdays and tells us what may or may not be on the shelf in the store. You know, I hadn't done a hurricane. I mean, really, I, like I said, I don't pay much attention to hurricanes. I mean, I will now, but um, for Katrina, we evacuated. And so then we weren't here for all of the things that happened during hurricanes. So for Ida, we didn't evacuate. So I got to walk into supermarkets and see that these shelves were completely clear everywhere. And I just hadn't had that experience. And um, there are still some holes in the shelves. And I don't know if it's supply chain or Ida recovery or whatever, but it's just weird to walk into the supermarket and just see nothing on the shelves. I went to go... It was probably the 
maybe the Saturday before Ida, and it was definitely too late because everyone had come and just cleared everything out. But I don't really notice that right now. I mean, I don't get to the store as much as I did before the hurricane. It's really kind of specific and it's quick. And I have just a few things that I'm looking for. But I haven't noticed a lot of um, empty shelves post-Ida recovery. I mean, post-Ida, yes, but then post-Ida recovery, I haven't seen a lot of it. So, But it is kind of, um, it's a little daunting to think that these supply chain issues could last for a long time. And I kind of think they are. I mean, I, I just gave up on the bike and I... I'm going to ask the people who are repairing the bike if they can try to find the bike that I want. But in the meantime, I want to ride my bike. So I had them rebuild it with some stuff they already had. You know, it's been that way with bikes for a long time. Like like, like over a year. COVID? Yeah, okay, since, but the, like, since COVID. Okay, so since COVID. Okay. Yeah, I, I, had, say, I bought one um, at a little shop in the French Quarter about a year ago because that's the only place I could find that had them. Where's there a bike shop in the French Quarter? Bicycle Michaels. Well, it's actually in uh, Marigny. It's right outside the French Quarter. Hmm. Okay. But, yeah, you go online yeah, and I, everybody's I, sold out. Yeah, I know. You just can't get it. And I guess it's I guess it's COVID-related supply stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I tend to not like to throw things away, you know, and because I just, I don't know, I have, like, I, I'm probably the only person anyone knows of a certain age who like I didn't do cloth I did cloth diapers for my kids because it's just like the idea of landfills just kind of really upsets me so I don't throw things away generally speaking so my daughter begged me to buy a new bike come on Mike this uh, mom this is just ridiculous and I really was gonna go with it just because my life is too complicated right now I got I'm not even recycling right now which is really different for me but um but looking online and trying desperately to find the bike that I wanted. Because if you don't get the bike that you want in terms of where the seat is placed and the proper height, then it messes you up. You know, you got you to gotta get it right. So, um, so I tried to, tried to do it. And then I finally just went back and said, look, please fix it because I don't know. And he goes, look, I don't know when it's going to change either. So I, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe all the, maybe, <laughs> never mind, I was going to say, maybe we'll be like Cuban. We'll all be driving old cars and, <laughs> and bikes because we can't get anything. And that's really not so much an exaggeration or a joke. I'm a little worried about that. 5569696 five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk about food, let's get back to food because it makes us happy. And the rest of this makes us sad. And we don't want that. And I got to go check right now on my stuff in the oven, my new uh, sprinkled Greek seasoning on my chicken. It's three. 30 in time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back with more food talk after this. Louisiana Radio Network News. I'm Kevin Gallagher. As feared, Hurricane Ida has delivered another devastating blow to the state's seafood industry. Jeff Palermo has more. Over the last decade, the state's $2.4 billion seafood industry has taken a hit from several different hurricanes, the BP oil spill, and the diversion of fresh water into Lake Pontchartrain. 
Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser says Ida is another major obstacle. I understand in Lafourche, 54 boats will have sunk. He says this will not be a quick recovery. It's going to take a long time to rebuild those fleets. Nungesser says federal aid is needed. So we can bounce back quicker and get this industry back producing that great Louisiana seafood. I'm Jeff Palermo. The St. Tammany Parish Coroner confirms the human remains found inside an alligator killed near Slidell are those of Tim Satterley Sr., a resident who was attacked near his home by the animal August 30th. The gator was captured and killed two weeks later. Its stomach found to contain parts of a person that were found to be an 11-point DNA match for Satterley's. This is news on LRN. It's been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use code LA Sports. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code LA Sports to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code LA Sports. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Boogan. Villa Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on September 15th it's the soul brass band and on september 22nd sam price and the true believers for more info on how you can support fridays from the funky uncle go to the funky aos interior environments where good design is good business find them on the web at thinkaos.com i like a gershwin tune how about you yes i love a gershwin tune and other tunes too all right, so Patty, yes. I don't know what it says about what we've done to the food show, but this is the <laughs> second day in a row that we're talking about stuffing things. There's something very non-gourmet about stuffed items. So we talked about stuffed artichokes yesterday, or the day before, I lose track. And today I want to talk about stuffed bell peppers. So you stuff your bell peppers how? Do you eat a lot of stuffed bell peppers? Um, I eat a lot. Of stuffed bell peppers that other people cook, I don't, I don't make them that often. Okay. But when I do, okay. I, it, it's similar to what you would use in a stuffed crab. It, you know, like except I use shrimp and crab meat and crawfish if I have it, and make uh-huh. the stuffing and put that inside the bell pepper. 
Yeah, that's kind of a lot of work. Yeah, it is. That's kind of a lot of work. I, w- I would eat other people's too. Yeah. <laughs> so are the bell peppers green, yellow, yeah. or... Okay, green. All right. So I kind of like red bell peppers because I feel like they're healthier for you, although I don't think that's true. I think each one of them have their own... Um, nutrients to impart so I try to kind of get a mix but I am doing red bell peppers generally speaking if I'm stuffing them and mine's just so much easier than that it's um I did garlic and parsley some grape tomatoes um onion bell pepper and celery and I just cooked that and then threw, a, you know, a bunch of ground meat in there and just let it all cook down. And I don't have to worry about uh, shortages of a mustard because every time I get anything takeout and I get packets of things, I have a stash. So I can squirt a little of the mustard, which I did today, and the ketchup into just a little, like it's like a tablespoon. There it goes. Mm -hmm. And the Worcestershire sauce, and I just mixed that down. And I did some of the Conrico. I got Conrico Greek seasoning and Conrico Cajun seasoning, and I put some of that in there. And that's my... That's my sloppy Joe recipe, which has become sort of my ground meat go-to. You don't put rice in it at all? No, I don't. I don't. Because the truth of the matter is, even though you love rice, and I do love rice, I don't need to eat rice. (laughs) So if I'm, if I'm, like, I, I, I really want to use this opportunity to there's got to be another silver lining to this situation. <laughs> so I'm down 14 pounds and I'm going to go ahead and, and really, really start working on it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't lose 50 pounds just by being sick to your stomach. At some point you got to start eating. So right. I am, um, I'm being good. I mean, I'm just, I don't need to do the rice and I'm not doing the rice. Although I will say that I was slightly relieved i guess when molly kimball said there's not a whole lot of difference between brown rice and white rice i still prefer brown rice i think it tastes better Uh, or maybe that's just my own head trip thinking that it is better but i don't really need to eat a lot of rice I'm, i'm trying to think of when i really need to eat rice i don't think i do if you had to choose between pasta or rice oh that would be hard because i love both of them but i think i'd choose pasta yeah yeah see i i really do love digging into a vat of mac and cheese i really do i really 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 love alio olio spaghetti and i'm trying to think of a commensurate rice dish that really floats my boat and i i, I can't i can't um yeah, I don't even need to eat rice and gumbo. I don't. So, yeah, I can do without rice. I don't need to. Eat. Oh, wait, let me let me qualify that. I do love popcorn rice. I really oh, love yeah, I popcorn rice. It's got such a special flavor. That's worth it to me. Clarence, that's a new one. Let's go to Clarence. Hello, Clarence. I can't interrupt, so I wanted to wait. <laughs> 
No, go ahead. I wanted to say it's good to hear you folks, uh, as always. I uh, hope Mr. Fitzmorris as well. Um, I was just going to chime in about maybe at some point, maybe in the future, about cheesecakes. Uh, maybe one suggestion. Oh, please. Suggestion. It's not Louisiana, but they're out of New York State. Um, they're affiliated, uh, I think it's the Nuns of Scheme uh, with the monastery. Uh, and I mm. think they do a well-rounded version of the different cheesecakes. Uh, it's just an idea. I know you have many other topics that, you know, you folks will go over. Um, and I guess that's it. I don't know if I contributed much. No, I want, wait, I want, I have questions for you. I need, I need to understand what you're saying. So, because maybe oh, we'll get them on the air. Yeah. No, maybe cheesecake. what's, what's, what's the name again? Oh, the nuns of uh, Skeet or New New Skeet, S K E T E, uh, and maybe you know when you search out maybe uh, I don't have it really in front of me to give you a problem, but you should be able to find it. Uh, maybe type in Skeet Monastery and then nuns of, of, of Skeet Monastery, where, which are two different entities, but uh, maybe even cheesecakes by the nuns of uh, New Skeet or Skeet. I think that's how they pronounce it. So in New York. In New York. Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. ma'am. It doesn't S- have to be. I know we we do good around here too. It's just an idea for a future show. No, no, no. Yeah, look, we're interested in everything. S K E E T. Is that correct? Uh, yes, ma'am. S K E is an echo. Tango echo. Oh, okay, okay. Patty, are you writing that down? Skeet no, what do you Monast- S- yeah, S K E T E, Skeet Monastery, yes, New ma'am. York cheesecakes. Yes, okay, ma'am. yeah, we're gonna do that. We'll do that. You know, I have and a, I have a new. Go ahead. What? I was just gonna say, uh, back last year when I was calling and uh, we we're talking about E. Martin and Frank Sinatra, the song uh, starts out that fairy tales come true. It can happen to me, or it can happen. I love to it mm-hmm. when you're yeah. young at heart. Young at heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it. Love well, it, that's love it. it, Mrs. Morris. You've been so kind and gracious as always. Thank you. I, call again, please. We're going to look that up because, you know, we, we're not so much a dining show about the last great meal that we had in town. That was a great show, but that's Tom's show, and Tom is not able to do that anymore. But we do like to be really uh, out there and finding all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to look this up, and well, actually, Patty's going to look it up, and, uh, and get someone on about Skeet. Now, I'll tell you this. Um, New York cheesecake. It's kind of a gross story, but it's also a funny story. Um, someone <laughs> sent back in the in the heyday of the show. Tom used to get stuff all the time sent. Try this. Try that. Try this. Try that. And so someone sent us. I don't know. Maybe an entire cheesecake in slices about two inches in width. All different kinds. Each one was individually sliced and set as a cheesecake. And so we had two of those. And it was incumbent upon me to eat all of that cheesecake because no one else was eating it. And of course, I couldn't throw it away. And it lasted three weeks here. (laughs) I don't even need to tell you the rest of the story. You can figure it out. By the time I got to the last slice of cheesecake, I looked at it and I went, you know, this has been kind of a long time. I don't know if I should do this. But of course I did. And that was the first time I ever experienced violent 
um, food poisoning. It was not the last because, like I said, I eat things way over. But um, but that was pretty. That was wow. I I figured out what what that was about. So I love cheesecake, and uh, I'm just reminded of that when you said New York cheesecake. It was not them. I want to know that. I want you to know it's not them. It was me. It was not the same people anyway. I don't remember who it was, but it was New York cheesecake. It was great cheesecake, but um, I should I should have quit while I was ahead. I should have quit while I was ahead. Anyway, we will try the Skeet Monastery because that's a cool idea to begin with and uh, find out what that's about. There's a place in Hattiesburg called um, Cottage Blues that used to be a restaurant and then started selling their cheesecake frozen all over. I don't know how far they go, but they're here at Rouse's for sure. I don't know if Nicole has a McDorgnax, but it's cottage blue cheesecake. And so during the hurricane, my daughter and her boyfriend drove to Hattiesburg to get gas. And I told them to go to that place. And they said, the place itself is not there anymore. They're just doing the cheesecakes. So anyway, if you like, yes, ma'am. If you like frozen cheesecakes. Yeah, having to do whatever to do to get things done. And, uh, I'm glad, uh, and I hope things are well for the audience out there as well. The uh, rough becomes smooth and the bitter becomes sweet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. All right. Thank you, Clarence. appreciate the call. Uh, update on God Tom, bless. if people are wondering about Tom. Tom is doing incredibly well. Tom is doing so well. He's back to driving me crazy. So, um, so he's up and walking all over the place. I told Mary Lee just now if uh, if she had a Fitbit on, she would have done her 10,000 steps today already. I feel pretty sure about that. And Tom is ready to get dressed and get out. And so if you have been praying for us, I am very grateful uh, that has worked because he's doing very, very well. So um, that doesn't mean that that, you know, he's back to being Tom and you'll be hearing him on the air anytime soon. Although, you know what? He's on a new uh, drug that um, helps uh, dementia and he's just making more sense than he has in a long time. So it's it's actually really, he came, he went into the hospital, went really far down and then has bounced completely back. So uh, thank you for your prayers. 556-9696 is the number. If you would like to talk to me, I am here for another 15 minutes. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. All righty. Yes, we will. 556-9696 is the number. I think I mentioned an edible dictionary word, but didn't get to it. It's Pigeon Pea, brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, celebrating 75 years, just like the radio station this year. 
Pigeon pea, among the most ancient of cultivated foods, a small bean grown and eaten extensively in India, North Africa, and the Caribbean. The beans are round and slightly flattened, about a quarter of an inch across. They're usually a mottled tan color, but are sometimes used in their green form. The plant that produces pigeon peas is a legume, but gets bushy, producing the beans for as many as four years. It fixes nitrogen in the soil and grows well in arid areas, so it's a godsend to farmers in poor environments. It's high in protein and a nutritious food. Pigeon peas are most common in America through the Caribbean connection. Rice with pigeon peas is a very popular dish in Puerto Rico and other Caribbean islands. Pigeon peas are sometimes called Congo beans in the American South. I have no idea what he's talking about. Do you, Patty? Not a clue. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder if I've seen these and haven't known what they were. Does anybody else know what a pigeon pea is and has seen it and can tell me what it could be in the supermarket? Because I don't know, but I'm kind of curious about that. Have you ever seen those white beans they call lady creamers in the supermarket? No, what is that? They're little tiny white beans, and I think Dornex is the only place that you can get them. They sound good. They were delicious. Uh, A friend of mine cooked some for us uh, way back in January when I was sick, and she brought them over, and my husband was like, these are the best beans I've ever tasted. And I asked her about them, and they're called lady creamers and they're just a little bitty so i'm wondering if that's the same thing pigeon peas they're called lady creamer peas okay nicole text me if you have lady creamer peas and then bring me some please yeah i bought them there (laughs) i I went there and she told me that's the only place you can get them is the door next and i went there and bought some lady creamer peas Mm -hmm. Hmm. i don't know what that is Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Well, you know, we were talking about turtle. Well, I wasn't talking about turtle soup. Let me ask Patty. Do you like turtle no. soup? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I've I'm never tasted it. it. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't want to eat a reptile. I'm no. sorry. I do not want to eat a reptile. I I I don't want to. And you can't make me. Turtle soup or alligator. I am passing on both of those. Um, all right, let's go to Michael seventy five. Greetings. Hello there. Hey. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. I said hey. Yeah, I'm breaking up again. I don't know. Uh, it happened the last three days, but anyway, uh, when you were talking to Patty about the reets. And you, you don't, yeah. if you don't look at them, they're great <laughs> and when you taste them, right? Correct, yes. Well, I have something analogous to that. We were coming back from Paris, and this American lady was talking to her friend uh, in the seat next to us. And oh, I know what you're going to say. I know what she, you're going to say. Yeah, I think you told this story, and I loved it then, and I love it now. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, I said, I think you told this story once before on the show. I loved it then, and I love it now. I think I know where this is going. Yeah, okay. So anyway, she was waxing poetically about the glories of Paris. So I asked her, is, uh, have you been to Paris before? She said, no, this is my first time, and it's fabulous. And I said, what did you like most about Paris? And she replied that it was the food that was so great. 
So I said, what was your favorite food? So she thought for a minute and she said, I- I'm sorry, I don't know the name of it. I said, can you spell it? And she said, I think it's C-H-E-V-A-L. I said, lady, you know what that is? That's horse meat. <laughs> and so it, it just goes to show about the reacts and everything. It's great if you don't know what it is. Yes, it's great if you don't know what it is. But you know what? I know what reacts are, and I don't mind what they are. I just find them kind of awful to look at. And I, I would say that not Every riette has been as disgusting as some, but some of them are really very unappealing. They really are. But, but, but they're delicious. I think it tastes really good. Do you like them? Do you like riettes, Michael? Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. On that, yeah. on that, same, on that same subject, I, uh, uh, a year or two ago, we stopped in uh, Don's Meat Market in Carrico. They have incredible crackling and boudin, and they had something else. They call it shodan. That is a pig stomach uh, with uh, boudin infused in it. Okay, so let me write that you... down so I can make sure never to get it. What is it again? What's that? I, I said spell <laughs> it so we can write it down to never get it. Go never. Ahead. What is it again? <laughs> <laughs> so, spell it, Michael. I'm, I'm having trouble hearing you, but uh, so anyway, when you when you, they, this guy over there told me it does. That I should uh, put it, if, you, if you're having a dinner party at your house, you put it in the oven for about 45 minutes and, and the uh, pig's stomach balloons up. And then when, you make, when, then when you have the presentation, <laughs> by the way, I use the word presentation. Uh, some people say presentation. Uh-huh. Which, one, which one do you prefer? I think I say presentation. Yeah, good. Anyway, uh, oh, oh no, that's not good. You agree with me. But uh, anyway, so when you bring it out uh, for your your food service, you cut into it and uh, you expose all the all the Buddha and it's delicious. But you're not supposed to tell people what it is, especially uh, if you're serving hogshead cheese also. Okay, so Michael, spell that so we know when we get to Karen Crow to that meat market not to get it. What is it called? What is it again? Showdown. Showdown. Okay. You know, it's funny. I eat hogshead cheese, and I love hogshead cheese. Patty, do you eat hogshead cheese? No, I don't. Have you? I've never even tasted it. No. Oh, you know what, Patty? like the idea of of it. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Well. But, you know, somebody, I think it was somebody on the show or somewhere I heard somebody said they used Hogshead cheese when they cook beans, and that it's yes, really good. Yes, I was good. surprised by that. I was yeah. surprised by that. You know, if you ever decide to try it, start at the top. Go to um, Terranova's. 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 Mm-hmm. And get the hogshead cheese there. It's just killer. It's so good. Ter- I mean, Ter- Terranova's is very good, but the place, I had a little shopping center in the Chalmet that got destroyed by Katrina, and the guy I had in it was named Tritler. And people, yes. I, I, it was the best I've ever had, and people would come from 50 miles away to get Yeah, it. yeah. I heard about yeah. that. I've never experienced it, but I've heard that. But I do think that Terra Nova's makes an incredibly great one. So if you're yeah, missing, but if you're missing you that in, one, Terra Nova's, what? You intrigued me with the Jack Mellon uh, 
uh, uh, oh gosh, ball, it's so good. Ball menu uh, with the, the beef tartare with the quail stuffed with boudin. <laughs> is, uh, is, is that on now, or when is that yeah. going to occur? Yeah, it's on. It's on. Mm-hmm. It's on now. Have the onion soup too, because oh, it's really good. great. Well, it's I'm, like the, Michael. If you go to Jack Melon and have the onion soup, and do not think it's the best you've had, then. I'll be relieved because it means we disagree, but I think you could say it's the best you've had. I mean, it's I'm not the it's, best it, it I've sounds, had, but it's like it right up there. sounds great, but so did that French restaurant in uh, Knoxville. <laughs> no, <laughs> trust me, Michael. Trust me. Come on. Would I steer <laughs> we'll, you wrong? We'll, we'll see. I'll check you out. All right. Sounds good. All right. That's it for us just about in the show. All right. So, Patty... No turtle soup and no alligator. Okay, I'm with you on that. But no hog's head cheese. No, no frog's legs either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no. But but hog's head cheese, I don't know. I think I think you could try that. Is did Michael hang up? Why am I getting feedback? I'm trying, my phone's messed up. (laughs) Go away, Michael. He's gone. I'm thinking, is he still on there? Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know what to say, Patty. We got to get you to try rabbit pate. You know what? You don't have to try try rabbit pate. And you don't have to try hogshead cheese. You should eat whatever the heck you want. No, I'll but, try it. But I do think it's really good. I used to eat hogshead cheese. And really, I can't believe I do. But it's one of those things that my dad used to... One of the things that I got at Troops was hogshead cheese. And I don't even know where it was being made. Maybe it was made there. That seems like the kind of place that would be making it there. Yeah, it does. And, yeah. And uh, and it was really good. But some hogshead cheese I've had is just spectacularly great. I like it if it's chunky. Essentially, you know, what it is, it's like if you think about it, you, you know, so you've got shrimp and you eat the fat out of the head, you know. It's the same thing with the hogshead. You're just kind of cooking the meat out of it and then using it and then putting gelatin in it with spices, and that's what it is. But it is meaty. You know, it's meaty. Mm-hmm. No eyes to be seen. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, no. It's really, it's really, really great. Um, if you look it up on the Internet, it, it is called pork product. That's, what, how, that's how they explain it, pork product. <laughs> So, um, but it is, I think, really, really delicious. And that's one of those things that I, I took away from my dad who had, like I said, some rather unusual eating habits, one of which was radishes way before radishes were hip. And uh, I think he would be laughing about the fact that radishes have become so hip and they certainly are. I don't know that he ever had a pink radish. He had red radishes was all I ever saw him eat. But turtle soup uh, is a big thing for a lot of people, particularly here. Tom loves turtle soup. I've seen him eat more than his share of it. And I uh, will let him do all of the eating of the turtle soup. I mean, I just sound like, you know, everybody doesn't have to eat everything. So, but I do think we ought to, I do think we ought to have a crack open a, a good rabbit pate with some cornichon mustard and maybe a glass of wine and some um, crostini or something and talk about the show. Five, five, oh, I would say 556-9696, five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six, but no, save it for tomorrow. We have uh, the show at the same time tomorrow. 
And we have Gunter on. I got to call Gunter and tell him what we're talking about. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. I always love when Gunter calls, and I want him to be a regular. And we just sort of, you know, with everything else, I just haven't heard from him in a while. So I, I said, Gunter, we got to get you on. Let's get you on Friday. So Gunter's coming on just to talk chef stuff with us. And if you have a question for him, he'd love to talk to you, I'm sure. That's it for us. It is the 75th anniversary of not only Dorignac's, but WGSO, which has been for 75 years this year. The community voice of the Crescent City, the only locally owned news talk station, and now a 501c3 nonprofit. So go to the new website. It's really nice looking, WGSO.com. There's a yellow button there. If you click it, your donation will be tax deductible. So we'd love for you to participate in the 75 for 75 campaign drawing to a close as the year does. So please go and participate with us. Nomenu.com is the website that is affiliated with this show, the food show, along with our Instagram page at the New Orleans menu. Nomenu.com is how we will preserve Tom's legacy. He has 50 years worth of written work there. On food in general, and New Orleans food in particular, there's some 400 recipes. They all come out, one for tapenade patty. And uh, there is the food show page, which has podcasts, although not lately, because things have been a little hectic here. I also ask for your patience on the return of the newsletter, which is um, coming back, I promise. If you go to the website, uh, nomenu.com, and register on the top of the newsletter, I mean, top of the page, it is supporting this operation. And you will get, I promise, at some point soon, um, the newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week. We have uh, Tom's archives on nomenu.com. We have pretty pictures on our Instagram page, at the New Orleans Menu. And we'd love for you to follow us there. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. Tomorrow is a big block of food and wine and spirits. And um, I, Patty, can you say what it is real quick? Yeah, it's, it's from, uh, Roz on the Rocks at 1 o'clock. The food show from 2 to 4. Tim McNally from 4 to 5. And then the bourbon show from 5 okay. to 7. 4 o'clock, WGSO New Orleans. Good night. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The White House, the House, and the Senate have reached agreement on a framework that will pay for any final negotiated agreement. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer making that announcement earlier on Thursday as congressional Democrats continue to work on a $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi saying the bill includes paid family medical leave and child